Before you sit, stand back up. Oh. Yes, they did. All right, here's what we're going to do this morning. Uh, we're going to have total chaos, and so I apologize in advance for that. Um, we're going to do tables based on grade and gender. So we're going to do um, over here. Oh, this is the worst day in the world. What are you making us do that for? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we typically have fewer guys than girls, so we're going to make this table up here, freshman guys. Over there, freshman girls. Freshman girls back there as well. So the back two tables, freshman girls, front two freshman, uh, front table freshman guys. This row here will be kind of like an overflow row for the sophomores and the freshmen. So skip this row. Over here, sophomore guys, sophomore girls, and then sophomore girls back there as well. Sophomore guys, sophomore girls, sophomore girls. Over here, junior guys, junior guys, junior girls, junior girls back there. And then over here, seniors, senior guys, senior guys, senior girls, senior girls. Got it? So the theme is that the front is the guys and the back two are the girls. We got freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And the leaders, the leaders know who they are, so if we can find, you can find your tables that way. Where do I go? Where do I go? Yeah, you guys need to move over here to the CTCS crew. You guys are sophomore guys. Let's go. Over here. Let's go, let's go. That would mean, you guys are sophomore guys. Actually, we need, we need two tables for sophomore guys. So one of these overflow tables can be a sophomore guys table. So uh, CDCS guys, head this way over here. There's an empty table right over there in the middle. Okay, awesome. There you go. There's, some, there's another sophomore guys table right over here. We can put that in the middle there. I know it's a fire hazard. Everyone's trying to climb over people and stuff. And I need an extra guy to sit at the table here, extra guy leader. Dan, you want to take that table there? Yeah, that table right there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. See, that worked out seamlessly, did it not? And we've got the, uh, the discussion sheets are coming around to your tables. So... Give those to someone who looks fairly responsible and like they're not asleep or something like that. And, and just so you know, we're doing this because I want to make your life miserable. That's why we're doing this. Yay for misery. I'll wait till Sarah's on her way. Now here's the plan this morning. The plan today, listen up, listen up. The plan for today is I'm going to teach for like 15, 20 minutes, 45 minutes max. No, more like 20. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to jump into discussion. And so I've got to go run and get my son out of the, um, what do they call it, the nursery? No, he's beyond that. They call it children's church. And so I have to go get him in just a minute. Um, so turn your attention toward the screen. This introduces our new series that we're doing uh, here the next few months. And um, the book of Proverbs is an amazing source of, 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 uh, of wisdom. It's a wealth of information and wisdom. Now, um, have you guys seen those books in the bookstores that say, like, 
uh, PCs for dummies or Macintosh for idiots. You've seen those books before. Anyone here ever bought one of those books? What was yours for, Kim? Or can you say? Football for dummies? Did you get with the dummies series or the idiots series? The dummies series. Okay. All right. Um, how about you, Jacob? Which one did you purchase? iTunes and music for dummies. All right. Um, so you guys have seen these books. I don't know. They, they have these two competing series, like the one for idiots and the one for dummies. So depending on how offended you want to be, you purchase whichever one you feel led to, to purchase. Um, but here's what I love about those books. I've never personally bought one because I'm not humble enough, all right, to admit that I'm an idiot or a dummy. But um, if you do purchase one of those books, you have to admit something about yourself before you purchase one, right? You've got to admit that you don't know something. And I love that they just put out there, like, you're basically a moron, so you need this book, right? And that's kind of what Proverbs is. Proverbs is, is a book that when you read Proverbs, you've got to admit that you don't know some things. You've got to admit when you read Proverbs that you're basically an idiot, a dummy, a moron, and you need someone to sit you down and tell you about life, okay? And so now, I'm not, don't get offended at that. I mean, I'm including myself in this, all right? I'm not calling you guys idiots. I'm also calling myself an idiot, all right? So it's not just you that I'm making fun of. It's me as well. Because here's the reality. When, when we're young, we need wisdom because we're idiots, right? Everyone will agree. Raise your hand if you agree. That's the, raise your, if, when we're young, we're idiots, correct? Right? I want you guys to say this phrase with me. Just repeat after me. Say the word, I am an idiot. All right? So if you don't know that you are yet, that just proves my point, that you are that. You're also now blind to it. Now, if you need any evidence of the fact that we're all idiots, just think about what you did this past weekend, all right? Think of what you did this past weekend, okay, the, the last month, okay? Think of the last month, any examples that pop into your head of you being an idiot, right? So you can probably think of some examples of, of, of you acting that way. I mean, let's just be honest. When we're young, we do some really stupid, stupid things, do we not, Right? And so here's the, the deal, though. The audience for Proverbs is, is actually written towards young people, but not just young people, but young males, okay? So how appropriate is that? Because, I mean, this applies to females as well. I mean, females can still get a lot out of this book, but it's mainly written to young males because everyone knows that guys need extra help, Right? Everyone knows that guys have an extra idiot gene in their DNA, right? Everyone knows this to be true, right? I put the guys up front so I can, like, really stare at them, like, yeah, it's right. You know I'm right about that. But I'll give you some examples, okay? Um, just so you don't think I'm judging you, I'll tell you a story about me, all right? When I was uh, younger, um, I met Courtney when I was 24 years old, all right? And I thought I was mature at the time. And uh, before I met her, though, I lived with a bunch of guys in a house. And if you know anything about guys living in a house, it's like idiot university, right? It's like eight people in a house, all guys. And, and so um, we had this trick we play on each other where um, 
if a guy's, it started out kind of tame, where if a guy's like walking uh, in the house carrying a newspaper or um, magazine, if he's reading something, kind of walking into the room, um, we'd kind of walk over and be like, hey man, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you reading? And look at it, and while he's like showing it to me, I'd just go, and just smack it out of his hand, right? The most annoying thing ever, okay? And um, this led to, uh, this went from, it started with magazines, newspapers, then it got into like food, okay? I mean, a guy's walking in with his like dinner from Wendy's and puts it on a plate, and um, he'd be walking in the living room with his, you know, hamburger and french fries and ketchup, and he'd be like, I'm going to enjoy myself a nice feast, and I'd be like, hey, hey, what you, what you got there, huh, huh? And just smack it. It'd go all over. We didn't care. We're guys living in a house, right? And so, but it got to be this, this like, ridiculous prank. See, if you're carrying anything, you're, like, covering over it going, no one's coming near my stuff, right? And it was, like, this really stupid, idiotic thing that we do. So, so one day, so I start dating Courtney at the age of 24, and, um, and I'm in the kitchen, and I see her pull into the parking lot of our house, and she's walking in. We're about to go out on a date. And she's dressed really nice. And uh, my friend Simon, you guys know Simon, um, the guy from England, he's there with me in the kitchen. And so um, she's walking in carrying this newspaper. And she's just reading this article. She's walking into our house. She's just walking into the kitchen. She's like, hey, guys. She's walking in, and I just kind of walk over, and I'm like, so what are you reading there? And she goes, well, it's this article that my dad. And then after that, it was me and Simon like, (laughs) right? And the look on her face, she didn't say anything. She just, the look on her face. And I was just like, well, ready for our date. And so we get in the car, and I'm expecting, like, this tongue lashing, and yet um, nothing happened. Like, she just didn't even talk about it until about an hour later. So an hour later, she basically is, like, really nice. I mean, she wasn't being overbearing. She's just like, what was that? What was that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Um, Because I knew I was just toast, right? I was like, okay, it's time to graduate from idiot university, get your degree, and never go back ever again, right? And so she, she kind of had to sort of grow me up a little bit. And so there's no, there's no question that girls tend to be a little bit beyond in years um, as, as far as the guys go. And no offense, that's just the way we are. It's just how I, it's how I was. And, uh, and, yeah, I'm still in puberty, if you can't tell, yeah. I'm not mature at all. Um, happens all the time, yeah. But here's, here's how Proverbs can help us. Because there are certain things in life that are not sin, and certain things are sin, right? So give me some examples of black and white sin. Just throw out some examples of, of sin. Murder, yes. What else is sin? Stealing. This is, these are obvious. Lying. You, you guys know what sin is, what, what black and white concrete sin is, okay? Yes, yes, yes. I'm asking for examples, not the concept that defines it. But, but here's the deal. But there are certain things. So listen up, listen up. So there are certain things that are sin. We know what those things are. They're listed pretty, much, pretty clearly in Scripture. 
But there are certain things that aren't necessarily, there's not a verse for them. They're not necessarily black and white sin, concrete sin. But they're at least, we could say they're foolish. Like some things aren't necessarily sinful. They're just stupid, right? Some things aren't necessarily, you can't find a verse for smacking a magazine out of your girlfriend's hand, right? But it's probably unwise to do that, correct? And so you know what sin issues are. Sin will be like sex before marriage, murder, coveting. But here's some, here's some issues that require great wisdom. And these are real to where you guys are at today. Should I go to a party where there's going to be alcohol? Okay? I'm not asking for answers. This is not a spiritual test where I'm like, right answer, you get the reward. It's not what I'm doing. Just, just listen. Rhetorical means you don't respond, so be quiet. Um, can I kiss my boyfriend or girlfriend? Should I, drink if my, should I drink if my family has a history of alcoholism? Should I have a computer in my room with unfiltered internet if I struggle with pornography? When I'm upset, should I emotionally vomit on Facebook? Here's one for you. Should I get a tattoo of a dragon on my face? Okay? I mean, listen. There are certain, listen up. There are certain things that are wisdom issues, not necessarily black and white sins. Here's the problem. Many of you approach the Bible like this. You're like, I want to go do X, Y, or Z, whatever that thing is. I want to go do this. Um, is there a verse that says I can't do that? No? Then I'm doing it. Right? Right? Is there a verse that says you can't, you know, kiss your boyfriend or girlfriend? No, I don't have a verse for that. But let's talk about wisdom. Okay? Or is there a verse that says um, I can't eat a lawnmower? Right? No? But that's just stupid. Right? Right? It's just dumb. Why would you even do that? Okay? I don't need... We don't need a verse for some things because they're so dumb, right? You should know better than that, right? So, so here's what, listen up. Here's where Proverbs comes in. Proverbs sort of fills in the gray of life. These gray areas of life that you need great discretion and wisdom in. This is where Proverbs comes into play. And so we're going to cover issues throughout the series on uh, what it means to fear God, we're going to talk about the heart. We're going to talk about uh, work, diligence, laziness, friendship, marriage, money, addiction, relationships. We're going to cover the gamut on practical wisdom. And so Proverbs is kind of like an old guy sitting us down and telling us about life. And so look with me in uh, chapter 1, verse 1. And we're just going uh, verses 1 through 7 today. And here's what it says in verse 1. Proverbs is kind of in the middle of your Bible if you don't know where to turn there in the general direction. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Okay, so just a quiz. Who wrote uh, some of these Proverbs? Not all, but some. Who wrote some of the Proverbs? It's on the screen, people. All right, so, so Solomon wrote much of the Proverbs. What do you guys know about Solomon? Just shout out some answers. Son of David. Son of David. <clears throat> King of Israel, what else? All right, hang on, hang on. 
He was a great, wise person. Yes, yes. What else? He was a ladies' man. Yes, he was, unfortunately. What else do you know about Solomon? He was what? Okay, he was a very, very wealthy and rich man as a king. He built a temple. Yes. You guys are definitely not dumb. So, uh, that is Solomon. Listen, listen. Solomon was the son of David, king of Israel. And um, he lived, the irony is that he actually had some great wisdom. But then you look at his life and you go, there are aspects of his life that you go, you weren't very wise in how you lived, right? He just wasn't very wise in applying it to his life sometimes. But it does say in 1 Kings chapter 4, it says that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the East and all the wisdom of Egypt. There were people that would actually make journeys to Solomon just to hear from him. He was that wise. Now, these next two verses tell us why he wrote part of these Proverbs. It says in verse 2, For gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. Here's what he just said. There are things in life that you and I don't know. And you need to know these things. That's a summary of what he just said. You know, if you, if you, start, if you start life out thinking that you're special and that you already know everything, it's going to lead to great destruction in your life. Uh, I had this uncle, my, my uh, mother's brother. He's a, um, God bless him. He is uh, in his 60s or early 60s, and he is a guy who... Um, has lived his life this way. It's like he came out of the womb just like saying, thinking he knew everything, okay? And so he, he basically just, uh, from, from day one, my, my mom describes him as um, he wouldn't get up on time. He was just lazy. He would just had no work ethic. And she says that he was allowed to do whatever he wants to do by his parents, her parents. And, and uh, basically from very early on in life, he started smoking pot, getting into drugs and whatnot, hanging out with the wrong crowd. And so he heads off. He decides he's going to go find himself at the age of 19. So he moves all the way to Louisiana. And I'm like, I can think of much better places to find yourself than Louisiana, right? But he moves to Louisiana and, uh, to work on oil rigs. So he's working on oil rigs. He, he meets someone. Um, she gets pregnant. And uh, they decide to get married. So they move back to Virginia, where I'm from, to um, help out on my grandfather's farm, Okay. And so throughout his entire life, he's just mismanaged things. He's just made horrible mistakes. He's not a believer. And he's just made a mess of his life. And so now he's at 60 years old, never had held a steady job, always done some kind of drugs, alcohol. Um, he's still trying to make it big in a, in a, music, in a, in a rock band at 60. And uh, just a, a really bad example for his kids of what a man is supposed to be, Right? And so if you live your life thinking that you know everything, it's going to go really bad for you. And it's going to lead to great destruction in your life. If you have this attitude towards authority that says, I already know that, I don't need you telling me anything. If you roll your eyes at authority, whether it's parental authority, school authority, God who is your ultimate authority, if you roll your eyes at authority, this is who Solomon's talking about. This is for you. Look at verse 4. 
For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. So this, is book, this book is written to the young mainly. He says simple, but he means young and naive. Okay? Um, in verse 5, it says, uh, Let the wise, though, listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. So it's not written just to the young. It's also written to those that already have great wisdom. What he is saying is that you never should stop learning and growing in wisdom. The learning process of wisdom should keep going until the day you die. There should never be a point where you say to other people, there is nothing that I need to add to, to give me greater wisdom. I already know everything. That should never happen in your life. You should always be growing in wisdom and discretion. You know, a major question from this book is this. Are you teachable? Are you someone who lets older, wiser people pour into your life? Are you teachable? Can, can other people tell you things and, and have you learn and grow from that? If not, then it shows that you're a person who has great pride. You're a person that in your youth you think that you know everything, you don't need any help from anybody else, and you're not teachable. And what that shows is that in your heart you're a person of pride and you lack humility. And so the next verse, I think, is the most important verse in the whole book because it shows us what the entire book is about. Look at verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and destruction. There you see it. There are two ways that you can go in life. The fear of the Lord or the way of fools. There's the way of wisdom and there's the way of folly. Now, fear here does not mean horror or fright, but it means reverence and awe towards God. So here's what it's saying. If you want wisdom, it has to start with a fear of God. If you want wisdom, it has to start with surrendering, submitting your life to Jesus. You can't just say, I want to have some knowledge, I want to know some things, some information. You've got to know Jesus first. You've got to have a fear of God first. You've got to submit yourself to God before you can have his wisdom. This past week or a couple weeks ago, there was a guy uh, that came to my office. He called the church and said, I want to come meet with a youth, youth pastor and, and talk about my grandson. And so he came in and he said, um, my grandson's really struggling. He's into drugs. He's uh, dropping out of school, just really having a tough time with the friends he's selected. And so he's just like, what do I do? And so I started with telling him, I said, look, we can give your son advice. We can tell him, hey, get better grades. Hey, do well in school so that you can get a good job one day. Hey, you need to stay away from that kind of uh, guy or girl. They're going to get you in trouble. We, we can say all those kinds of things. But none of this is going to matter if he doesn't first submit his life to Jesus. None of this is going to matter if he doesn't surrender his life to Jesus. I can sit here and give you all the advice in the world, but true wisdom starts with a fear of God, a healthy fear of God, and a submission to God, surrendering your life to God. That is where real wisdom comes in. So here's how this applies to you guys. Some of you guys, I think, come to church just for advice. You come to church just for help in life. I want to go there and get some advice, get some help with some of my stuff that I have going on. 
But here's the reality. None of that's going to matter if you have not personally surrendered your life to Christ. It's not going to matter. I mean, who cares if you get more discipline? Who cares if you get some better grades? Who cares if you learn about some relationships? If you don't have the, the most important relationship nailed down, which is one with Jesus, then who cares about everything else? Everything else isn't going to matter. How, how can you gain wisdom if you don't submit your life to the God who gives it? How can you truly gain real wisdom if you don't submit yourself to the God who gives wisdom to us? And so with that, I want you guys to discuss, uh, you can go all the way through your, your seven questions. When you are finished, um, you can pray for your tables and, and be dismissed. Go ahead and discuss.